Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Alia Lovely. And today I want to hang out with you. It's been a while since I've done just a straight up candid episode with y'all. And I miss doing that. I know that in the last episode that I spoke to you directly, um, we were talking about permission to evolve and what that looks like to be able to transition and change as we are evolving and changing in this human experience. But something I've been hyper-focused on and really thinking about a lot lately is what it actually means to have a good life and me trying to really champion that in my own life, but also do a lot of research about what that means. And that comes with a very interesting way of perspective, of thinking about things. And so I've been thinking a lot about contentment. We are in the midst of the holidays, and during the holidays, there's a lot of want, but not necessarily a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> There's nothing that I really need. And so in that, I want to invite you in to hang out with me today and kind of ponder some of these thoughts about what it, what it means to really champion a good life for ourselves and what can we be doing to better manifest the life that we already have. Now, what do I mean by that, manifesting the life we already have? It is essentially what I've been working on through our manifestation challenge that's on Instagram. So if you've been following along, And you're starting to see that there's some things that you're uncovering about like, hmm, this is some perspective that I may have really needed at this time to start to look at my life differently. That's what we're doing. I'm working on a lot of perspective shifting and hopefully something that helps us collectively appreciate more of the life that we have. In manifestation, everyone is always talking about more, more, more. And it's not a bad thing. It's like we're looking at areas in our life where we would like to improve or we'd like to change. And we're seeing ourselves look at a goal or something that we've had in mind for a while and needing to get from where we're at right now into a space of what we would like to have. My concern with manifestation often is that we place an expectation of happiness on that particular manifestation. And so if we are able to draw it into our lives, then we expect that that thing is going to make us happy. So if then when we get our manifestation and it doesn't make us happy, then we feel like maybe we asked for the wrong thing or we feel empty inside or there's a part of us that feels like, okay, I thought that was going to give me what it was that I was looking for. And often it doesn't. And I don't necessarily, I don't really hear a lot of people talking about that part. Like you manifested the thing of your dreams and you're not happy still. So 
what does that mean? Why is happiness so fickle? And why do we think that our manifestations will bring us happiness? It's, it's in my belief that manifestation is a healing process. We start to understand more about ourselves and what we're missing in our own lives, not from an external perspective, but from an internal one. We start to heal things and go, actually, I'm, I, I don't need this to feel happy. I don't need this to feel joy. And unfortunately, our world is kind of like built on the pursuit of happiness. And so we consume and consume and consume almost endlessly thinking that that is going to give us what we've been looking for. When in reality, we're often looking for a little bit more excitement or a little bit more satiation, a little bit more security. And a lot of times those are things that we can give ourselves. So let me give you an example. Um, I live in a house that I dreamt of living in for a very long time. Uh, my very first house that I ever bought was down the street from the house that I live in now. And the first house that I bought was two bedrooms. It was really small, very cute, um, perfect for a single person. And I loved it. I loved my little mark on the world. And every day I would drive by the house that I'm living in now and go, Oh wow, that's a cool house. I'd really like to live in that house. Oh wow. It'd be really nice. Like, what does it look inside look like? It was before Zillow. So I didn't have the chance to like creep on it before I could, but, and I would drive by the house. And so when it came time for us to buy a house, you know what, 15 years later almost. And I saw this house on Zillow. I was like, Oh my God, that looks familiar. I didn't even clock it right away. And so coming into this house immediately, I knew, oh, this is it. This is the home. And I've spent literally every month, a new project of what I'm doing to update the house and get it ready. Now that I'm slowing down, like the only real project we have in the home is the kitchen, the biggest one, you know, and I'm in the space where I'm like, okay, well, there's nothing really else to fix in the home. And I see myself wanting to cheat on my house. <laughs> Like I am on Zillow looking at the million dollar homes with $35 in my savings, you know, <laughs> like I am going through perusing all of these other aspirational spaces after I've made my home literally the imprint of what I aspired to have. What's that about? Like I'm literally in the home that I manifested. Like I remember I had a dream about this house that we were going to have a red roof house. And when we put an offer on a different house, it was like, oh, it doesn't have a red roof. It's not like my dream. Like literally the day that we withdrew our offer on that other house, this one came on the market and it's the red roof. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. Anyway, all that to say, I have found that I'm still looking for something. Even though the home that we live in now meets all of our needs, it's decorated beautifully. Like I have outdone myself, if I must say, <laughs> on a few of the decor, but now I'm, it's like I'm, I'm bored of it. I'm over it. I want something new. I want something different. I started looking at Kelly Rissler's Instagram account, which is like dangerous if you have an interior design addiction. And, you know, I have a friend of mine's redoing her home and I'm like, oh, wow, I wish I had done my house like that, you know? <clears throat> There's all of this desire that's there to progress, but mostly to change. It's not necessarily like it would be a progression. It's more of like, it's just a change. I'm looking for a change. I'm looking for something to be exciting again for me, something to look forward to. 
maybe something to bring more chaos into my life. Because if you are someone who's addicted to that and think that it's a type of stimuli that's familiar, if you had a chaotic home growing up or something like that, then you look for things to change often, even if it's not positive change, right? Um, there's a TikTok or something that it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's Michael Scott's voice where he's like, I have had this dream since lunchtime and I'm not giving it up or, you know, something like that. And I laugh at that so often because it is me scrolling through Instagram, Pinterest, whatever, where I'm suddenly ignited by the possibility of something else, something different. And if you are someone like me, I'm a recovering uh, achievement syndrome person, then you look for the next thing as, as soon as you accomplish the thing that you're after all along. And it's literally like, okay, so what's next? What's next? How, what do we do next? Like, what does it mean to be present and content with what you just manifested? What are you actually looking for? And so this concept is something that's gripped me so deeply because it is, it is literally what keeps us from being able to observe the life that we have as something really beautiful and lovely and between us and what we want and what we think we want. Because ideally, we don't actually really know what we want and what will make us happy. Because how many times have you gotten the thing that you thought would make you happy and you weren't? Would contentment actually give us an opportunity to be present with what we have and give us an opportunity to really sit with ourselves and, and be happy or be present or be joyful? Now, I don't know what your definition of happiness is, but like to me, happiness is an emotion. It is a, to me, a more fickle, fragmented version of joy. Joy seems to be more internal where happiness seems to be something that we gather from the outside somewhere, the outside world, something that makes us happy. But what I've been discovering this year is that I can make myself happy. I can make myself happy, like not with stuff, not with shopping, not with, you know, like new achievements. Like I can literally sit with myself and work with my perspective and my mindset to pull myself into a space of happiness. And so lately happiness for me has meant enoughness, contentment, I've been able to look and observe and sit in my home in those moments where I'm looking for like the next best thing and going like, wow, what we have really here is very beautiful. It's very, it's very nice. It's incredible. And then I allow myself to look externally a little bit and go from my old perspective. I wanted this so bad. I wanted this so bad. I prayed for this. I remember the days that I was counting down that we can move into this house. And I'm not really appreciating the effort that it took to get in here and, and really enjoy it for what it is and what it's giving our family. Now, it may not be a house for you. It could be, you know, your next vacation. It could be your next child, your next partner, your next promotion, your next business, whatever. But either way, have you taken the time to enjoy what you have? Now with Christmas coming up, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. Like there's so many ads telling you bye, bye, bye. You have Black Friday coming up. Oh, look, 20%. But it was on sale, <laughs> you know. And I was talking to David and he he was like, you know, what do you want for Christmas? And I can't 
I literally can't think of anything that I would want for Christmas. I thought, I guess I could get some more jewelry or, you know, you could, I don't know, buy me some more clothes or something like that. I'm like, I'm really not in need of those things right now. But I could very easily find new things to want. It's just that like, in this new perspective, I'm going like, I'm really having to think hard. Like, what, is there something that I want? I, and so I, so I told him, I really want a really nice date night with you. That's something I don't have enough of. We have the kids all the time and there's just a, a lot of things that we're having to do to, um, you know, trying to special memories that we're trying to cultivate for them. But I want some time with you, you know, and like with us being newlyweds and, um, we had the most amazing time in Paris and it was such like one of my, my favorite memories being there with him and, and Veda. And it was, it was so beautiful that we just decided to elope. Like I planned a home wedding in two weeks. Those of you who've listened to this podcast for a while and you, you have followed our wedding journey. Um, it was tumultuous to say the least. And there's like a lot of like private family things that are going on that, that affected those dynamics. But like, it was such a joyful moment to decide we're not going to do this big wedding. We're just going to elope. And I planned a home wedding in like 10 days. All of my friends are wedding vendors and stuff. I've worked in the wedding industry for a really long time as a photographer. And I planned this like really small, like just family and a few friends kind of wedding. It was even like a surprise. We told people that it was an engagement party. And we had like the tiniest, most simple wedding. It was outside. It was like... 55 degrees, perfect, with the sun out. Mind you, let me take you on a tangent real quick. The weather was so insane the week leading up to that. And I asked my mystery school participants, I said, let's see if our energy can change the outcome of something. Can I manifest really good weather for my wedding day? (laughs) And so I didn't tell them it was my wedding day. I told them I was doing like a photo shoot or something like that because I didn't want to necessarily like jinx it or anything. But I don't know if that's like a real thing or not, but I asked them, can you, can you change the weather? If we all intend for the weather to be nice and sunny, can we change it? So the weather had said it was going to be rainy, stormy, like it's going to be snowy or whatever the whole weekend. And so as the days are approaching, I'm seeing more and more chances for sun (laughs) to come in, but it was supposed to like pour on the Friday before 24 hours before it rained like torrential downpour. It wouldn't stop raining. The grass was wet. There were puddles everywhere. And then that morning it snowed. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, like this sucks. (laughs) We just decided to do this last minute and like the weather is going to be shit. And it was maybe around 10 o'clock, the wedding was supposed to be at three, that the sun just came out and literally dried up all the rain. There was no mud. There were no puddles. It was 55 degrees, which is like my favorite temperature because I hate being hot. And it was like, oh my God, I manifested this. Like I didn't just manifest this. My whole mystery school helped me manifest this. Anyway, love the story. But back to what I was saying, the, the, like the, the memory, the special memory of being able to go there, take pictures, have our elopement our way after having our personal wedding. And I thought this, I didn't know that this is what I wanted. I didn't know that this is what I wanted. Like this whole time I'd been trying to plan this big wedding with all these details and all this conditioning that I've had from working in the wedding industry for so long. And I didn't know that what I wanted was the smallest, most simple, relaxed type of wedding. It was just easy, you know? And when we were in Paris, like 
I wore, it's funny, I had this like whole debacle about all these different dresses I wanted to wear or whatever. And I ended up just bringing like a simple, cheap dress that I really liked and wore that with this insane veil that one of my friends made. And it was just this like, like it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And so in this moment, I proved to myself that I don't even know what makes me happy. Happiness is so fickle that I don't even know what makes me happy. I'm not even sure like what's going to be the best outcome for me because what I had planned and what I thought was going to be, you know, the highest manifested, the, all the details with the chairs and the stationery and this type of food and it's going to be at this venue and blah, blah, blah with all the people there. Like it didn't end up being what we did. Now, who knows? Like maybe we could have done that and it would have been happy, but it was stressful. Like it was expensive. There was a lot of things that went into it. I didn't even know that the most simple option was going to be what was what make me happiest. Now, I don't know if Paris is like a simple option, but it was simpler. <laughs> um, so anyway, all that to say, like I, in that in that aspect of like happiness, I didn't even know that what what ended up being different than what I had initially planned was better. And so it was almost like a lesson in contentment because I kept trying to make it bigger and bigger and bigger, thinking that this would be more grand um, more exciting, more lovely. Like look at all these details. You know, I got really caught in that in the same way that we do with, you know, our gifts and our house and all the other things that we're trying to do in the world. We, we maybe opt out of the simplest option because we think that it's not as cool. (laughs) It's not as grand. It's not as exciting, you know? So there's this, this quote that I absolutely love that I've, I've probably read to you one time or another, but it goes, In reality, you're psychologically incapable of being able to predict what will make you happy. Your brain can only perceive what is known. So when you choose what you want for the future, you're actually just recreating a solution of an ideal of the past. When things don't work out the way you want them to, you think you failed because you didn't create something you perceived as desirable. In reality, you likely created something better but foreign and our brains misinterpret that as bad because of that. Moral of the story, living in the moment isn't a lofty ideal reserved for the Zen and the enlightened. It is the only way to live a life that isn't infiltrated with illusions. It's the only thing our brain can comprehend. Now, sit with that. Like, when we are in a moment of trying to express what we think will make us happy, we may not actually be really 100% sure what that could look like. And so we look for the future. We look for the next thing. We, We express ourselves in ways that keep us out of living moment to moment in the present because in some ways we think it's exciting, but I mean, the best thing that I heard, one of my friends, Caleb said, I'm kidding myself to think I know what's best for my life. And I thought, wow, what a powerful statement. Like I'm kidding myself to think I know what's best for my life. Like in that statement, it's funny because it's kind of, it's compound. It's a compound statement. Like I'm kidding myself to think I know what will make me happy? In one breath, some people might hear like, oh my God, like it's a lack of self-confidence. It's a lack of clarity. It's a lack of security. But the way that I read it or I heard it is like, you know, I'm, if I'm not present with myself and I'm living in the future and I'm trying to predict what I think will make me happy in the future, there's no real way to know what that is unless I'm recreating something that I thought made me happy in the past. And if the universe is, has got my back and the universe knows what's going to be best for me, then 
I need to be more in a flow state. Otherwise, I will be trying to force something into being that may not actually make me happy. So back to the idea of presence and, you know, us, us being here for the holidays. My happiness is never hinged upon material things. I've learned that I've been alive long enough to know that material things don't actually bring me long-term happiness. And I wish my kids knew that. <laughs> um, and at some point they'll, they'll think that, you know, this, this Nintendo switch is going to bring me the happiness that I, I want. I'm so excited. I can't wait for Christmas. Um, and they'll get it, go get it and be happy with it until it's not exciting anymore. And then they'll want something else. Maybe a month later, you know, like this whole big hoopla for Christmas and those toys are going to end up on the floor in a month. <laughs> and, you know, they don't know for sure what will make them bring them long-term happiness, even though they live more in the present than we do as adults. So it's a very interesting combo to think about when we're thinking about happiness, when we're thinking about what we're trying to manifest in our life. Like what in this season, have you been able to sit down and go, what I really, really, really appreciate is X in my life. Something that's already in your life. Something that is beautiful about something that you manifested in this life that's in your life right now. Something that you thought about five years ago, two years ago, last week that you manifested now that's in your life today. Do you have a space for that in your heart to go, I, I, I manifested that. I can feel good about that. I can feel even happy about that. I can sit with that and enjoy it for what it is and see the power in what I, what I brought to the table, what I brought into my life. Like, can, can I let myself sit with that before I move on to the next thing? The reason why this is so important to me, especially in the season is because I don't think it's very easy for us to manifest if we don't get there first. Now that could be controversial on the <laughs> spiritual manifesting community. I don't know. But if we cannot be grateful for what it is that we have, what we've already manifested, where we are, what season we're in our life, energetically, it makes us a mismatch frequency wise for what we're trying to draw in our life. That is my very real life experience talking. Now, it may be different for you. And if it's different for you, then, I, you know, by all means, I don't want to invalidate that. But for me, Lesson wise, if I can't get to a space where I just really enjoy what I have, it makes it very difficult to manifest anything different or better, quote unquote better, uh, in my life. Um, so right now, for instance, how do I use this? Um, we're in a season where, because we went to Paris, like Veda's sleep schedule got really knocked off. And so she's still, she's not sleeping through the night since we've been back. And I'm like, I'm getting really tired of these nights that <laughs> not sleeping through the night. And, um, you know, it's last night when I was walking downstairs to get her a bottle or something, and I was like, this is temporary. This is temporary. In this moment right now, when she's older, I might look back at this time period and go, wow, it was really nice to spend that extra time with her in the middle of the night when it, the house was quiet and nobody else was awake. It was really nice when she really wanted me to cuddle with her in bed and, and she's like talking in her little babble talk the way she does and being able to experience her the way no one else does, you know, in that minor, just quick perspective shift, I was able to be content in the moment, even though sleep was looking hella sexy, <laughs> 
sleep was looking real good. And I was like, oh man, I really wish I can't wait till I get to go to sleep. Like it's not even far in the future. It's a few minutes in the future. And I'm like, can I be present right now in what seems like an uncomfortable moment? What seems like a hard moment and just enjoy what I've manifested in my life. I've manifested this beautiful child who absolutely loves the crap out of me and just wants my time. Like how differently will I experience the world if I can sit in those moments that feel uncomfortable and see them for the beauty that they are? Now, some of you will say, oh, but I don't have moments like that. Or, you know, I, I have a hard time manifesting or I live in a place that's, you know, whatever. And that that is true. Like, I don't want to take that away from anybody who's living in a situation, circumstance that is extraordinarily hard. You know, like, I can't imagine telling the women of Iran right now, like, like, oh, you know, try and find beauty in the space. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Those are some of the bravest women. I, I it's, I'm, I'm speechless, you know, like what, what Iran is going through right now, you know, but those of you who are able to listen to this podcast and you don't have that going on. It's not to invalidate your concerns or or compare yourself to to people who are going through stuff like that. But there, I'm sure, is something you can find to find beauty in your life right now, to find contentment in your life right now, to stop yourself in your tracks from saying, I need to manifest endlessly. Like we, we, We have a manifestation model that has been built on capitalism and consumerism. I got a really nice house and I want a bigger one. I want a better one. I got nice clothes and now I want better clothes. I want more clothes. It is our endless search for for meaning, our endless search for filling ourselves with things that we may not need and that don't maybe make us happier. I don't think a bigger house is going to make me happier. I think what would, you know, if I really thought about it, like what, when I, when I try to manifest, I try to get a hold of what I want to feel. Not what I want in in the physical realm. What do, what do I want to feel? And like what I want to feel is peace. You know, when you got a big house to clean up stuff and like there's stuff everywhere, whatever, you get more things. There's just more clutter in your life. Like I want peace. I want simplicity. I want minimalism. Like what might be really cool is for us to, you know, move on a plot of land where we don't have neighbors. Oh my God, that would be awesome. Um, you know, in a smaller house, a simpler house, something where, um, you know, weather-wise, the nature would be better, you know, not like looking at million-dollar houses on Zillow, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just uh, outwardly processing that, you know, we really don't know what's going to make us happy. And if we continue and endlessly search and endlessly consume, we won't have the chance to really figure it out. We need to take time. Our spirit needs to take time to be present with what we have in this moment, to really find joy, to get to a space where we can understand what we actually need, what we actually need, you know? It's really hard in the world that we live in where the internet has given us access to so many things and so many possibilities, endless possibilities, that it may be difficult for us to sometimes take a step back and look at what we have and think that we are enough where we're at, that we have enough to make us happy in this moment, to, to have an internal joy about where we're at. And, you know, 
like, for instance, my, I'm in on this, you know, body journey of, um, you know, losing weight, getting healthier, whatever. And what was really interesting is like, after the wedding was over, I had this moment where I was like, what would it be like to be okay with being fat? Like, what would that be like? Like, and I don't mean, you know, I'm not calling myself fat and like, whatever, like, I don't care. It's, it is what if I was okay with being in the body I have? What would that feel like? I've never experienced that before. I've always thought a smaller body would be more beautiful. It would make me feel better. Like I would look in the mirror and be happier and all those things. And I, I thought like, what if I stopped putting myself through the ringer about what I should look like and just be who I look like, be who I am. It's apparent that David loves me as I am. Can I do that? Can I love myself as I am? Can I be happy right where I'm at? And so what I did was, is I started buying a few clothes that were oversized. Um, because I noticed that I have a sensory issue when it comes to my weight, like jeans that are too tight, you know, shirts that are pulling and stuff like, um, I think I'm on the spectrum. Like I have a lot of sensory issues with like light and sensitive, you know, like I'm an empath, like maybe, but I'm also just HSP. I'm a highly sensitive person. And so if I'm not contending with those things that are bothering me, like rubbing against me or belts or fabrics or whatever, maybe I would have less torturous moments with my body and the body that I'm in. And I experimented with it with just like a few items. I thought, man, I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot happier in my body. It turns out I don't need to lose weight. I just need bigger clothes. <laughs> and like, I'm still, still working on, you know, I'm doing my walking and working out and whatever to be healthy. But like in this time period, while I'm trying to manifest the body that I want, can I be happy in the body that I am? Like what the amount of stress that just really leaves myself and allows me to relax. And, and if anything, it's doing better for my body. I feel healthier because I'm not so mean to myself. I'm able to just enjoy who I am. And who knew, who knew I could be happy just as I am to be content just where I'm at, to not look at other people and go, oh man, I wish I looked like that. That's being vulnerable with y'all. Like to be very, really honest, like it's giving, it's like the same, like, can I be happy with the home that I have? I remember when I, I lusted after this house <laughs> and here I am in it looking at other houses on Zillow. What am I doing? I'm wasting my time. I'm spending time not enjoying what is in my life right now. And it takes so much from our spirit when we are sitting there looking outside of our window going, what's next? After we just manifested the thing that we asked for. It's not like, imagine, you know, like you're the universe's kid and the universe is like, all right, like I've been waiting all Christmas to give you this thing you've been asking for all year. Yay. And they package it neatly and you rip it open. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited for like five minutes. And then you're like, what else did you get me? Does that incentivize the universe to give you more? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it works like that or not, but that's how I imagine the universe is. And it's like, wait a minute, like we just gave you or helped you attain this thing that you've been asking for all along and you wouldn't sit with it for five minutes to just enjoy it. You're on to the next thing. Like how happy can we really be if we can't be content, if we can't be present, 
Now, for some of you, this could be a very easily mirrored into your spiritual life. Like I'm trying to learn my medium this, and I'm trying to, you know, learn more about my star seed that, and I'm going to consume and consume and consume every podcast. I'm going to binge this whole podcast and listen to every expert and learn, 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 learn. And you never let yourself absorb or be in this human experience. You have missed the point of the whole thing. Your humanity is a spiritual experience. Your humanity is your spiritual experience. And while I have played my role in like making all of the fun things seem really novel and exciting, we need to slow down and really think about our present life. Like if we came here to experience humanity, then it is in our spiritual interest to be in the 3D, to enjoy the 3D, to be a part of this simulation game, reincarnation, whatever you identify with. Like that is the point of us being here. So if we can't let ourselves be present with that experience, we're going to miss the point. This is why I always say manifestation is a sign of healing because it, sh- it is to free us from our wants and our desires so we can be present with this experience. If you're someone who needs food on the table right now, there's no way you're thinking about your present human experience and being able to be joyful where you're at and enjoy that if you can't eat. The manifestation is to be freed from it so you don't have to worry about it. It is healing that part of ourselves, like, I don't know, what whatever karmic contracts we came in with or whatever, but everybody's is going to be different. But either way, to be freed from it, it's like, okay, now I'm in the space where I am freed from the need of a house that fits all of my, my larger family needs. We have everything that we need to be sheltered, to be warm, to have running water. Like, I am incredibly grateful for our basic needs always being met. And if I spend a lot of time not like letting myself be grateful or thankful for those things, the next thing is always going to be more attractive and pull me from enjoying what I already manifested. So sit with that if you can. I know it's kind of like a really like in your face, in your face kind of moment. But I think especially during the holidays, it's very quick. It's very easy for us to forget what's important and how to be present and thankful for our current stage of life because, hey, it's temporary. Everything is temporary. You'll move on to another stage and go, oh, man, I miss when I was this and that. Like, um, I know, like, when I when I had a child and it was like, oh, man, I kind of miss when I could just do, oh, as I'm recording this, this is December 11th, 11-11. Nice. Um, I miss when I was able to just do whatever I want, sleep whenever I want, <laughs> you know? It's not that I wouldn't give the world for where I'm at right now. It's just that like, I really wish I appreciated where I was at before I moved on to the next thing. It will give you space to enjoy your life and it will, I guarantee it, increase your happiness. I guarantee it. So if you can't hear my kid crying in the background, that's my signal to go, but It's amazing speaking with you as always. And thank you so much. I saw my Spotify wrapped and I saw how much you guys shared the episodes and stuff. Like definitely, definitely check out my new podcast, The Pursuit of Magic. I'm just still in the moment of transitioning 
I wouldn't say transitioning, but like kind of like I'm transitioning who I am. I'm learning about more about myself and my needs and what makes me happy and trying to decide like, how do I want to really, um, what's the word? Like focus my attention. Where do I want to focus my attention and how do I want to focus my attention? I know that I'm going to open up, um, some like clarity coaching, manifestation coaching. I'm still trying to figure out what to call it. Um, energy coaching. I was doing that for a while beforehand, but I want to do it more with the intention of helping people clarify what they want. And then also then understanding what's kind of getting in their way. I think that's what I've always done with my readings. And so since I've been doing that for like five years, I think I'm, I'm going to open up some coaching, um, next year. So if that's something that's interesting to you, um, if you're, uh, I'm getting it up on my website right now, but feel free to DM me on Instagram and say, I would like some one-on-one coaching or group coaching. Um, that's something I'm going to offer here pretty soon, but I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being patient with me as I'm going through this transition and making things more focused wherever they may be. I hope that you have an incredible holiday. I may or may not talk to you directly before then, but I, either way, I love you. Thank you so much for listening and share this episode. I've had a massive impact on you or a little one (laughs) and we'll see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Aaliyah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you.